This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today is my surprise special guest star for the evening. We have Hans. Hey, I just got lotion in my fucking eyes. So that's that's a great start. Have you been lotioning I'm, I'm still that dome? with I'm still dealing with my skin being incredibly fucking dry from my 10 days in Boston, so I've been constantly just putting lotion on my face to try to... That was it. a month ago. There's no I way know. your skin's still dry from that. That's just your dry skin. <laughs> my girlfriend's grandma was like, he looks a little rough, doesn't he? I'm <laughs> 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 just a dry face now. I look older, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Well, we also have on tonight, we have uh, Jerry. Jerry, what do you know about dry skin? I have a little bit of dry skin. But it's just because sometimes your skin dries out. I don't try to I try to say that like a month ago I went somewhere that was cold, so I have acne now. That's just not. <laughs> I don't have my an skin excuse. Was, my skin was fine before I went there, and then I came back and I had like dry spots when I shaved my head right. on my scalp. And I was like, "What the fuck is yeah, this?" Sudden, Why am I... Suddenly, Hans's head yeah. is bad for some reason. Not <laughs> the cold fall shut up dude. <laughs> well tonight we're going to be talking about a christmas classic this is the christmas episode of movies this is going to be out december 24th christmas eve so you can gather around the fireplace have some eggnog and enjoy this program with your family with your your children at home we're going to be talking about eyes wide shut now this is the first time since we covered the hateful eight anyway with dakota proctor that we've decided to revisit a movie and um Jerry did not prepare at all for this movie. Jerry, I'm outing you right now live on the show. You watched Scrooge. You said you wanted to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Tuned into that instead. I came here to do a synopsis and analysis of the Charlie Brown Christmas movie. I did not know we were doing Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick, but it's all right because uh, all the content I would have stolen is I just easily read it. Like, I just got it already pulled up on somebody else's website. So yeah, that's robager.com. That, But that's what happens whenever you get, like, real stoned and start thinking about Stanley Kubrick uh, theories is Rob Ager already did a video on it. So as soon as you start to get into, like, that, it's, there's a Rob Ager video on it. You talk about it, you're probably just stealing his content. You don't even know. Rob Ager is definitely the foremost expert on anything regarding messaging and film. And usually authentic messaging, not the like weirdo, I'm reading too deep into this movie message. Like a lot, a very popular one with Eyes Wide Shut specifically is in the very end scene. You have Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise talking in the department store and their child is wandering around just looking at toys or whatever. And you see two old guys in the background who happen to be extras in another scene where maybe it's like Ziegler's, a Ziegler's party or something. Um, and they're like, well... You know what this means? That means they're selling the child into sex trafficking to these two guys, and they're leaving the department store without the child. It's like, really? Where where did this come up during the movie? Where was the indication of that? Was it just a very unspoken thing? There are deleted scenes uh, to this film, but I have a feeling it it was probably going to be uh, thrown into the montage sequence when you kind of see Tom Hartford's day day to day, and uh, you know his wife sitting at home having a bowl of cereal and a smoke with the child. Like there's a shot of them in a canoe somewhere, um, but for the most part, I think everything else was was. I mean, it's in there. There's nothing significant that wound up getting chopped, as as far as I know, anyway. 
I think if it's not on the movie, then it shouldn't count as a conspiracy thing because it's not there. So they didn't say or they didn't show whatever that is. It's, that sounds pretty okay to me. I guess. Well, that, I mean, I guess it's what about subtext though, Hans? What about what about subtext? Is that's not. This is a very Garth Marenghi take. I know writers that use subtext for all cowards. <laughs> no, they, there's subtext. Sometimes, like, you know, the thing that you're seeing is meant to be suggestive of something else. Mm. Uh, I think that, like Kubrick, we've done this before. It's a lot of fun to dive into, uh, you know, potential underlying narratives and stuff. Uh, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But I think I've even fallen in the trap of being like, I know that that's what that is. I can guarantee uh, uh, The Shining is about the oppression of Native Americans. Let me show you. Let me show you why this picture proves it or whatever. Uh, but the, like the fact of the matter is, it's it's really just like fun brain yeah. games. And the movie, I don't. I like what Laura says. I don't. I don't know. There could be, but I don't think there's anything like missing from there that would elaborate on some bigger story that we don't know. No, I, I think, think it's all it's possible though. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with a bigger story. I think there's some suggestive things baked within certain scenes that kind of um, give a, a consistent uh, you know, underlying reading to that Tom Cruise character, specifically him being gay. Uh, you yeah, have the scene. I, <laughs> we were I talking about this just, I, I think, yeah. right before uh, we started recording. But uh, Hans obviously noted uh, the part where what, what was the scene that you noted where it's like oh that was out of nowhere. Well, would everyone wanted to fuck him? No matter. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, as the Alan Cumming bellboy character, right? Yeah, yeah, you got the Alan Cumming, you got the Lily Sobieski bit when when he goes to the costume store and she's like behind him and she's like oh you should whatever the fuck line she said when he's at the diner the the waitress is like all like uh, flirty with him uh who else uh and well yeah i don't know i just i just thought it was weird that every time he interacted with someone everyone was like giving him like the models at the party of course that's the well he's tom cruise he's america's heartthrob instead of of hollywood little fella i i don't know what you guys saw i just saw a movie about a a guy that couldn't get hard with women which saved him from aids and then he went to a party he shouldn't have gone and then the movie ended when he told his wife well, I mean, it's, okay. there's, there's that. <laughs> that did happen. That That's did happen. all true. He does. There's a there's a clearly a theme here of everyone wants Tom Cruise, but he can't even seal the deal when he gets in the situation. Yeah, but you have the scene where he's walking down the street, and then that very intimidating gang of thugs. The bald guy. Start oh crying. my god! No, not the bald guy. Oh the, my god! That's the. Uh, I was like, what the. F- yeah, the the, F the teenagers. Word. I don't want to say it. I don't want to get banned on fucking YouTube. The teenagers that were like, "Hey, fucking gay guy, fucking, what are you gonna do? Fucking fuck my ass!" I was like, "What is this?" I was very confused by this. There was a kid patting his ass like, with both his hands yeah. and saying, "Oh, I, I think he plays with a pink team." <laughs> yeah, so, I was very confused because I know how how meticulous and, and autistic Kubrick was about like performances and everything, and then. That was really out of place and weird and bad. And then the 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 worst scene in the whole movie is when they get high and then they become violent with each other. So and Nicole Kidman acts acts uh, drunk when she takes one puff of a joint and then she starts losing her mind. That was very confusing to me. I was like, am I not getting something? Like, there's something that I'm missing here because I don't understand what's happening. 
just a jealous wife that got high and got upset, I guess. Well, there's the whole theme of him being very insecure and being like, oh, no, I I thought I was fine in this marriage. And now she's dreaming of cucking me. She's laughing at me and sleeping with all all these dudes. With, what what's going on here? Know he how goes, many, yeah. yeah, he goes on She's his like, grumpy walk. I don't walk, know how many were fucking. And that's yeah. when he gets harassed by the 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 teenagers, teenage boys. So yeah. I think there's something to that where it's like, well, can I not seal the deal because I'm gay? Is that what it is? I'm the gay one. <laughs> right. But there's there's not like, um, I would expect someone like Kubrick if he was trying to write the subtext of like maybe this character is gay. To use more than just uh I can't get a boner, right? I feel like I feel like there would be better up and like, you know, oh he goes into rainbow fashions. I feel like there's a better way, uh like a, a more yeah. creative way to like write that someone is tr- tr- trying to figure out their sexual orientation and like rather like struggling with it. I think there's a better way than just like he yeah he says no to a hot chick, but then like talks to a dude and I don't know, touches his arm or something. He starts stroking his leg, his inner thigh. <laughs> he starts sucking his dick. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like go, go to That's the diner or order a corn dog or, or something, you know, make it a little more, more obvious. Yeah, he just gradually yeah, just, puts it in the yeah, back of his throat. Just, yeah. He's walking my, around sucking it. Yeah. In my vision of Kubrick, he's like, he's like, you know, what if he just deep throws a banana in the middle of the film? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to think, Kubrick is is on a level where he's like, you know what, I'm not even going to show the Playgirl magazine. People will just figure it out eventually. Uh, and that's with The Shining, because Jack's reading a Playgirl magazine, and then you take a look at the issue, and it's like, why people sleep with their parents, or why parents sleep with their children? And there's mm-hmm. an undercurrent of an incestuous or sexual abuse uh, situation between Danny and Jack. And if you find the original script, which is in some museum or whatever, I had someone take a look at that many years back, um, that's more obvious in the script. And then it's nowhere to be found in a very uh, plain reading of the film when you're watching it. But it's there. It's baked in there as much as the Native American uh, genocide theme. So, I I mean, this feels a little obvious to me by comparison because you do have those moments. Like, again, the teenage boys are Alan Cumming flirting with him at the hotel after Nick Nightingale... Uh, you know, is escort. By the way, that Nick Nightingale guy—that's that's Todd Field, who's an actor. I was like, what has this guy been up to lately? He hasn't done a god. Di- he just acted in Kubrick's last. He's the third build. He hasn't done anything. That's not true. He is second second best known for playing old Drippy on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. How about that? A, a spore, a mold. Wow, I did not know that about him. But he has a lot of director credits, I guess. Yes, but, yes, he does. He that that seems to be his his forte more so than acting. But yes, old drippy from Aquatine. Old Hunt, drippy, two thousand two, two thousand season one. Yeah, Master Shake yep. eats his head, and then he pushes him out of the way when when a truck is about to run him down. So that's shout out drippy. to Aquatine Hunger Force. It's only a matter of time before they bring that back, right? Don't bring it back. Just like re-air it. Right? Oh wait, wait, no, they're doing a movie. They're doing a second movie, I believe, for HBO Max. That's what I read. Fair enough. Uh, I, I don't know if I want that. Uh, I mean, if it's the cast and the same writers and like you know directing team, then why, like I don't see why not. It's like I don't know. Um, I, I here's my new thing is I wish they would do re airs. I wanna I wanna rewatch a series uh, 
not just in binge watching, but have it be like this week we're going to play, you know, episodes one through four of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and like, let's say an hour block, right? Because it's like 15 minute episodes yeah. <clears throat> in like an hour block. And in between um, each two episode block, we're going to do like a, a wrap up thing, right? Where a member of the cast or something like that is like, ah, oh, these are my favorite episodes like you would get with the special features, right? But on the TV channel. But I don't really watch TV, so I would miss it anyways, even if they did do that. Yeah. What is Adult Swim up to, anyway? Uh, they're doing a third season or fourth season of Joe Para, and I couldn't tell you anything else. I know they did their Adult Swim festival recently, where they essentially did what you just suggested, Jerry, but with uh, C Lab 2021. Because oh, that would have been great. See, if you would have if you would have been like they're doing a thing, I'd have been like, that's cool. But see, it aired, and I. I didn't even see it. No, I didn't even air. It was a. Uh, I, I think it was strictly like an online. You had to be there and watching it live, and there was no repeat uh-huh. broadcast or, or something. I don't. I don't know how they do things, but yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Hans, how well versed on Kubrick are you? Because Jerry, I know you've seen probably most, if not all, of his films. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, let me pull out the list so I can tell you which ones I've seen. Well, Shining, uh, two thousand one, Clockwork Orange, um, Barry Lyndon. And let me see. Uh, Your favorite, Lolita. It. You suggested that just the other show, didn't you? No, I did. no, I didn't. <laughs> you said, hey, I, didn't. I think we're a little overdue when covering Lolita. I think that's what you said. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think I, I've seen parts of the 90s one, but I've never seen that 62 Lolita. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. And now this one. Oh, well, Full Metal Jacket too. Um, so I guess that covers most of them. I haven't seen Spartacus, Past of Glory, The Killing, mm. or Killer's Kiss. Or you haven't Fear seen Spartacus? No. Spartacus is good, dude. I actually haven't seen Spartacus. I own Spartacus. Really? It's the one Kubrick film I haven't watched. I've been saving it for nothing, just just to have it. That's in the show. You know, where Cena shows her titties, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a CG fucking titties, though. It's not... It's not a real titties. It's or it's a body double. It's a body double, and then it's her head on the body double. It's not a real. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's so lame. Because I I I posted uh uh, back on the Facebook days, right? I posted. I was like, dude, finally I got to see, uh, fucking what's her name? Fucking Lucy Lawless's tits. Ever since I was seven, I wanted to see Lucy Lawless's tits, and I finally got to see Lucy Lawless's tits. And my friend was like, No, 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 dude, I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's a body double and her head's replaced i was like what and i went and looked it up and she <laughs> there's like a whole thing where she was interviewed about showing her tits for the first time in film and she's like oh i didn't do that there was a body double like fucking shit dude i mashed oh. my cock to the wrong woman <laughs> yeah yeah with that's the guy from the mummy too right the the brother of the woman the brother of the that woman was billy zane yeah, the brother of the woman that was also an archaeologist, and he's got. We should do a second. film called "Brother of the Woman." Brother of the Woman. <laughs> That's to tell you yes. so much. That's good. Well, it's, that, I I love how the, this uh, this is the trivia that's being dropped on the Eyes Wide Shut show. Is uh, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Because they're just like, what's Billy Zane been up to recently? <laughs> it's not Billy Zane. It's not Billy Zane. So did you guys know that Clay- Kate Blanchett is the voice? Ah, uh, I just found that out only minutes ago. Did you look it up on Wikipedia? Leon Vitale said what? that. 
She has what well, was voice? Tra- the I woman was who figured out who she was. The woman who saves uh, Tom Cruise's character, Tom, uh, Bill Harford. I think I called him Tom Harford before. You did earlier, uh, yeah. Is, is uh, well, the voice anyway of Cape Blanchett. The body, however, is some nameless hag. I don't know. I don't know. Which I thought it was the same that. girl. Is it the same girl that died, isn't it? Is that the, what the acting credit those. says? I, well, it's only implied. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that she was the one that was rescuing him. And the the same one that was almost dying at the beginning on the couch. Oh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, it, it's not implied. I think it's outright stated by the Sidney Pollack character, Ziegler, at the end of the film when they're uh, talking over the pool table. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I, we probably got into this before. Harvey Keitel was supposed to play that character and did play that character for a significant period of time. Like, those right. takes exist. That footage exists. And something happened between him and Kubrick where he was just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm not filming this anymore. Mm-hmm. And wound well, up walking off the set or quitting. We've talked about this before. That We've heard this about Harvey Keitel before. Uh, I think maybe I mentioned it in a different show about uh, the duelist. It doesn't matter, but he's like a particularly difficult guy to work with. Uh, mm. And he's a very much like my way or fucking I'm going to leave. On the set of the duelists, he was, uh, you know, in the in the duels that they would do. He was trying to go like full contact and hardcore, and everybody else on the set was like, "Bro, you gotta chill out." And he would flip out and get pissed. Fuck you! I'm going to attack you with this weapon right now, and you are going to like it. Like he needed it and wanted it, and so I could imagine him being on set with Kubrick. Both of these guys are are guys that are like, I have a, a particular vision for this character, for this film, for this shot whatever it is, and uh, I could definitely see Harry Keitel being like, fuck you, I'm out of here, I'm leaving, and I ain't doing this, or vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Like, any of those things make sense to me. I don't know if Kubrick has kicked many people off set, but I could believe it if he had kicked Harvey Keitel off set for being too hard to handle. Harvey Keitel, full contact, hardcore, sounds like bad lieutenant, if you ask me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, uh, I think he's, what, 80-something, right? Yeah, he was just in a Wes yeah. Anderson film. He 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 did, uh, what was it, the Grand Budapest Hotel? French or, Dispatch? Was he in uh, the French Dispatch? Was he in uh, that? That's the new one, but I don't know yeah. if he's in that. I remember he played the a Budapest Hotel. That was, that, was, that was 2014. You want to feel old? The Great Budapest Hotel was six years ago already. What has he done since then? Between True. that film and this one that just came out this oh, year. Oh, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking. Uh, uh, by the Gun, Youth, Ridiculous Six. Oh, he wasn't in the Ridiculous Six. Well, he, that's uh, right. He was in The Irishman. Uh, oh, yeah. But he has a very I small lo- role in that. He's just sitting at like a dinner table. I think they give him one line of dialogue. It and counts. He's it in, counts. He's, he was in Isle of Man, or Isle of Dogs, he, excuse me. Isle of Man. Isle of Dogs. He wasn't that Robert De Niro movie where he plays a stand-up comedian. That was like from 2003 or something, wasn't it? Wasn't it just called the no, comedian? It's from 2016. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not the Robert yeah. De Niro one, though. It is. Is it? Oh yeah, I remember. I remember because Jim Jim Norton was talking about uh, on Oppie and Anthony how he came up to him and he was like, "Hi, Bob," and was embarrassed by the fact that he called Robert De Niro Bob. So I, re- I remember that he was like going to uh, comedy shows in New York to kind of get into the stand-up comedian character. Never seen it. No interest right. in watching. No, me either. Have but, you seen yeah. the the opening the Jim Norton special where he delivers a a direct hand to ass spanking bear to Jim Norton? Nice. De Niro. 
Didn't Didn't know this. Have a Can we pull this up on YouTube too? real quick? Yeah, we pull it up real quick. Nudity, male nudity. Let's see this. Yeah, De Niro sucks. De Niro's horrible these days. But also, uh, Jim Norton appeared in The Irishman as Don Rickles. How about that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Did he? Yeah, very no, brief. I, 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 maybe I didn't make it that far. I, I, found not, I still haven't finished it. I found that Harvey Keitel in 2014 was in an, a movie that has no link to it called Gandhi of the Month, where he played a, a man named Edward Baker. Now, I'm hoping that this is a movie about how different white dudes pretend to be Gandhi each month. And it's sort of like if you win a pool, then you get to be the Gandhi that month in like a small town. Uh, no, never mind. It's about a dude uh, who's an American schoolmaster in India, struggles to protect his students from fundamentalists. It's actually about a dude trying to protect the school kids from fundamentalist Hindus? Okay. Sounds wonderful. Oh, Christmas classic. It's just great Harvey double Keitel. feature. It's show. just Harvey Keitel being an old man and playing and a bunch of little kids standing around him, <laughs> and him with his arms out, being like, "Hey, kids, don't don't get murdered." That's great. I I found this scene, but there's no video. I only found a GIF of it. There's no audio. All but... right, well that might be better. I don't know if I really want to sit through the entire thing. You know. Yeah. All right, this is on Imager. It's just like, hey, Jimmy, hey, are you fucking gay? Slap him oh, he slapped him. him. Whoa. There you go. Whoa. Yeah. Then slapped him with the ass hand. Oh, no, the ass hand was first. But the... Good good acting from Jim Norton with that old man hit to his face, trying to act like he's <laughs> pained by that. Oh, why'd you do that? Could you imagine oh. Harvey Keitel? Would it, would it really be all that believable to imagine Harvey Keitel is like an elite who runs sex cults? Because I don't know if I can buy that as well as um, Sidney Pollack. No, I mean, I think Sidney Pollack is a better choice for it at that time. Because Harvey mm-hmm. Keitel uh, wasn't a creepy old man. He was just an older man, right? He was like, I don't know, fucking 55 or some shit at that point. What was that, 30 years ago? Yeah, he yeah was he'd like be pushing 60, yeah. Yeah, not, not nearly like the... Uh, the older, like, he didn't have a creepy vibe the same way he did, say, like, as a child molester in fucking Taxi Driver or whatever. He's too aggressive for that kind of role. Whereas yeah, Sidney Pollack is, is friendly, he's soft-faced, he's, you know, he's got a wife, and he's cheating on his wife at his own party in his own mansion with some prostitute who's overdosed and seems fine. They do literally nothing. What does Tom Cruise do in the movie? He's just like... Gives her some water, and then she's fine 30 minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine Harvey Keitel being the the head of that and not telling anyone. Like, I feel like he would be very loud about it. (laughs) Just, hey, come to my sex cold. You know, very deranged and intoxicated. Especially, like, looking back at the scene right here, the fit that they have Sidney Pollack in. I mean, that's not a Harvey Keitel fit, right? That's like a, a creepy... A professor that also molested some children a while back. Like this, this is a believable creepy guy that might do these weird sex parties. I mean, Harvey Keitel would just look like a contractor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the best he could probably pull off is doing just an imitation of the wolf character from Pulp Fiction. That sure. would be maybe the closest performance of his where I can try and visually place him into this film. Um, Even then, it's too. Uh... 
do you all right i mean jerry it's been a little while since you've watched it but hans did you get the impression and i mean if you remember also jerry the same question you did you guys get the impression that uh the the flirting that occurs at the party between nicole kidman's character and the the hungarian man and then uh the bill harford character and the two models is like a first stab at ziegler blackmailing or trying to set up a situation where they can both be uh compromised to him I I think I remember thinking that, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like as, far, <coughs> uh, like as part of a longer gameplay of steps being set up. Yeah, I think I could see that. What about you, Hans? Did you get that at all? Or were you just thinking, damn, Tom Cruise is a stud? No, it's just like, well, <laughs> just like this is very awkward flirting. Uh, but no, I mean, I obviously had not seen it before. Or that I remember that before. So when I was watching it, I didn't even think about that. But now that you say it, because like I told you, uh, yesterday I watched like the first half hour. That's when that happened. And mm-hmm. today I watched the rest of it. So I completely forgot that that happened. But yeah, you might have a point there. Well, the the scene where they were getting high offended you and you shut it off, right? That's what you said? Yeah. Yeah, angry. Yeah, it was like, we... <laughs> yeah, you said, I have done the drugs. <laughs> what is this? What are, you, what are you looking at? Yeah, what do you bring up? Oh, no, no. I just mean, like, what is this? Like, weed, not... Oh, oh. Uh, the best yeah. part of any recent show since we started doing Zoom and screen sharing is whenever Hans just takes a break from saying anything at all to stare at the screen and read whatever he's reading. And it's just <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for information to the next thing I'm going to say. Uh, well, what are you, what are you going to say? What are you trying to educate up? yourself yeah, you... on to, to no, reinforce no, your, just... your point? No, I got an I got an email. It's unrelated completely. So yeah, it had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Are you just okay. trailing off into thought at the back mm-hmm. end? Okay, okay. What's, what, Hans? What is a good movie? A good Christmas movie to watch with eyes wide shut? A Christmas Story two. Also, <laughs> one of our one of our dude. mutuals watched that and gave it two and a half stars on Letterbox, and I could I couldn't be more appalled at that kind Ow. of generosity. That's I mean, we unbelievable. Didn't make it, we didn't make it past what fifteen minutes, maybe. It was so bad. It was yeah. like a maybe. It was maybe like it a better. joke. <laughs> it's like being pranked the whole time. You're like, this is people. Somebody made this like to make fun of the movie, but it's not bad at all. I also have never seen the original one because my Christmas movies were in Mexican. So, so I was like, eh, this is just bad. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I'm not that attached to it like you guys were, but. Yeah, it just looked bad. Yeah. It's like the greatest Christmas movie of all time. So I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Have you seen Satan versus Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. That movie rules, dude. Is this a Roma film? What that? is this? Can we see the trailer to this, Hans? Why sure. haven't we watched yeah. this yet? Nineteen fifty-nine. Whoa, that that's pretty far back. That's pretty subversive for them to do a Satan film with Santa Claus in nineteen fifty-nine. Especially in Mexico. Mexican movie. This is from Mexico? Yeah. It is. What the fuck? All right, let's Wait, take a why is the trailer six minutes? What the fuck? Because they Hold really on. want you to know what's in the movie. Uh, the whole movie's on YouTube, too. Uh, yeah, but it's in Spanish, right? So we can't we can't. Should we just co-op that. this into Civic TV and watch Satan versus Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> is it in Spanish? No, no, it's dubbed in English uh, on YouTube. So in case anyone's interested, just search for Santa Claus versus the devil. 
on YouTube mm. and you'll be able mm. to see the whole movie. Let me just play the trailer right now. Uh, it's great. Um, Your soy Santa Claus. <laughs> Look at the little boy. <laughs> what? Santa, do you like the devil? Now, let's see. Don't think anybody ordered this. Well, now, how does this work? What is the sense of it? Like this, Santa. You must light it. I love how the little boys are dressed like stereotypical men. <laughs> like, like Speedy Gonzalez's cousin. Wow. This is spooky. Yeah, it's a, it's a trip, dude. What? It's kind of crazy. What, 60 years ago, this was the only way gay men could express themselves? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me fast forward a little bit. Just this time, you must not fail as you've done in the past. You must not be defeated by that spirit old... I don't think this is a trailer. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a trailer at all. It's a theme. Well, the devil doesn't give up either. And he seems to be quite happy about his next plot against Santa. It's not devil versus God, it's devil versus Santa. In Mexico, Santa just walks around? There's no chimneys in Mexico, by the way. He just, I don't know if he it's, just it's walks rich, and... these fucking rich people house that he's in, there's no chimneys, as far as I know, or at least where I've been. He knocks in Mexico? Could Santa be coming down this chimney now? Whoa. Uh-oh. He's all right, but that was close. Very funny. Very humorous. But was on fire. But was on fire. Very Mexican-looking devil, too. Pitch is foiled again. But suddenly he thinks of something else to do. <laughs> that was a funny bit. <laughs> That's it. He'll puff and puff until his burning breath turns the doorknob and keyhole red hot. Burn the house down. This is just Home Alone. They did this in Home Alone. Burn his hands. Yeah, 30 years later, they stole it from this. They did. I saw Home Alone first. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they got a framed photo of a horse on the wall. Did you see that? Do they? Yeah, they did. More look. than one. Not There's that, two. That's a family. It's more like a donkey. They both look more like donkeys, to be honest. They're the family pets. The fucking pet donkeys. El Bordo. Uh, see, he's, he's outsmarting the devil, because the devil's bad. He's going to pinch his butt. Try shoot him in the butt. Christmas, Christmas, Oh, darn him. Gotcha. Right in the asshole, too. Do you see that perfectly centered? Uh, yeah, so this is what I was watching while you guys were watching A Christmas Story. Damn, Hans, you're old, huh? That's insane. But this came out. Is when that a Chinese boy? No, he's just, just very. No, he's got Chinese oh, kids. Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 it is. Wait, yeah. it's this. <laughs> yeah, this soap scene takes place in some Asian country. This is actually the Philippines. 
<laughs> her name is Lupita. Her name is Lupita, but she was not Lupita. No, it's Lupita, but you have to uh, split it into Lupita. He <laughs> <laughs> is very trippy. He's very like, what the fuck am I watching? What the fuck? Oh my god. Yeah. You must be evil if you want to know. This is just what children watched in Mexico back in the 60s, Hans. To get them in the children's, like, in the Christmas spirit. Oh, I'm so I excited mean, I... for fucking Christmas. And it's just this devil lady. The devil might oh, come out. <laughs> and I, I didn't watch it in the 60s, you piece of shit. But yes. <laughs> 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 yes, we got reruns of that shit. Uh, that was TV, like, when I was growing up, was just reruns. Of yeah, you know what I watched? I watched a Roseanne days. Christmas, Hans. What happens there? Does she take a bunch of pills and say a bunch of uh, racist things on Twitter on <laughs> Christmas Day? <laughs> That's how Roseanne ended. That's how the Connors began. She took a bunch of pills, and that was that. Just like that model, oh, really? eyes wide shut. Yeah, so they oh, made her character wow, overdose. And that's how they killed her off. She, oh, she I mean, died I, from fentanyl or something. I guess that's better than what they did to Charlie Sheen, right? Where he just got run over by a subway in uh, Two and a Half Men. That's more respectful. That how they killed him off? That's, if, if they were Is like, it? yeah, he died from AIDS from a Thai boy prostitute. That would be like a subtle jab. <laughs> kind of like all these subtle jabs at Tom Cruise's heterosexuality <laughs> in Eyes Wide Shut. Nice I'm just, segue. I'm just, Im, Im, I'm just imagining. Uh, I'm gonna ruin it because I'm bringing it back. Uh, I'm just imagining an episode of Two and a Half Men where that happens. It's just like, what happened to, what was his name on this? I don't even know what his name of the show was. What Charlie. happened to Dad? Oh, he was just, yeah, he was just. Who's the uncle? Sex John ring Christ with. Dad. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, you're obviously more. Well, that could be the him. half a man. <laughs> you could do it that way. They did. I mean, they got rid of Angus, whatever his last name was. What is it? Angus, Angus Scrim? Young? The little boy? I didn't watch any of this show to know. I didn't, I didn't never watch a single second of it, but I remember hearing a podcast with that Angus kid, and he was talking to like some rapper. And he was like, so is it all right if I say you're African-American? And uh, <laughs> that, yeah, it was a really weird. It was right after he, he quit the show or got fired from the show. And he was like, yeah. You're my no. only for life, or something. Didn't like that. he quit because of his church or something? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, so. yes. He was deeply oh, religious. Atmosphere. That's right. Nice. Well, so, what kind of religion did he get into? I th- what what was it? I say that you're African American. That's so funny. Hey, can, can I say? I say <laughs> can I say that you're black? Is that is that okay? No. No. No, we're here. No, I'm interviewing you about your time on the TV show. What the fuck is this <laughs> have to do? The guy interviewing okay. him was white, too. But was the receptionist Asian? Is that what I say that she was? Asian American. You know, there were no yeah. Asians in Eyes Wide Shut. That's something I noticed. Another good segue. Is there not? He, I mean, nah. he kind of walked around. Something that kind of looked like Chinatown, but not really. The ball yeah, was Asian. He just don't see his face. Well, <laughs> was, hmm. The one that was following him is a sumo guy. He walks down like... He's in New York, right? Yeah, it's in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my, 
It's not like, like in Chinatown. Yeah. It's just like regular New York City. But it looks all cool because Stanley Kubrick uses that rear projection or rear projector. So whenever he's walking on the thing, it just looks better. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a couple York. of scenes like that. And it, when he's in the taxi, they mm-hmm. they had like a second uh, crew go out to New York and get some some B-roll and some shots of taxi cabs. And then they just, because he was so cowardly, Stanley Kubrick. So, That's what he's known for, he, being a coward. He wouldn't leave England ever. Right. He wants everything on his set in 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 the UK. You'd well, rather shoot, shoot for two what? years and rebuild New York City from the ground instead of just stepping to <laughs> New York. <laughs> so he was flying there for 12 hours, getting the shots, and then flying back four days later. He, he wouldn't even fly. He was too petrified right. to fly. So he would do, uh, like when he went to the premiere of The Shining, for example, he had to take a boat. He took a long boat ride to Los Angeles or something to go Hell see his yeah. own movie. That's what he would do. Hell How is yeah. that not more scary than a fucking plane? <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's so much more dangerous. It's I so much boats, more dangerous. There's so many more boat accidents a year than just, fucking plane accidents. He's out of his mind. He's just dizzy for a week so that he doesn't have to fly to New York. <laughs> uh... So, uh, Hans, you're, you're clearly kind of fresh to this movie. This was your first real viewing of it. I think you said you, you watched it one time before for masturbatory yeah. purposes. First time I ever yes. watched this movie was New Year's Eve, 1999. It was on HBO. And this is how I learned that women had pubic hair, is this movie. Did you have pubic hair? I don't think I did yet. No, okay. I think I had All like right. a couple so of strands you... of hair. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I knew uh... boys would get it, but women, I was like, why is it just brown? Why is it there's a dark Wait, triangle what here? What is that thing? Wait, hold on. No, no, hold on, Jerry. Why did you know that boys will get it? Because because <laughs> I just had told it. you. I said I was growing hairs. Right. It's not like okay. you get sure. some pubes and you go, I'm that. the only one that has pubes. No, you go, oh, I got well, pubes. That's I I'm asked my uncle, and he just pubes. he pulled his pants down. Like, <laughs> yeah, look, he, I was taking like, a bath this. with He's an older friend. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking a bath with Kenny, and uh, he showed me his outfit. <laughs> I was asking the mailman about if these are normal, and he said, well, everybody has them. I was actually yeah, taking yeah. a shower with my youth pastor, and so that's... <laughs> He was picking at them. He was like, "No, this is not allowed." Yeah, yeah the muff. Uh, get it? Because they fuck little boys. You guys get it? Yes, yes. We got okay. Nicole. I know. I know. Hans posted it on uh, Twitter. Nicole uh, Kidman's fucking hard ass nipples. Very nice as a young child. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm like, all right. You get to see some nips. I'm with it. Hell yeah! yeah. So she's having sex. And it's blue. What is this? Why am I feeling weird? <laughs> what is this tingly sensation that I'm getting from Tom Cruise getting cut? <laughs> yeah, that that sailor that's, story. Those were the is... scenes, right? Yes, the it's scenes so... you're talking about. Well, when, when he's in the cab, that's when he's thinking about his wife getting fucked, right? Right. That's the story <laughs> she tells him. Which uh, on this uh, go around, I've seen this movie about thirty-five, thirty-six times now. Uh, that kind of feels like bullshit. That feels inauthentic, but maybe not, because I, I don't know. It's tough to say. Because then she, later on, she has the dream. The same night, he goes out to that uh, cult orgy. He's like, I had I had a dream, and I was fucking so many men, and I was making fun of you, and I was laughing so loud, 
and he's just like fuming. He's ready to kill her, even though he just went to a, an orgy himself. An but orgy. The, the dream, that's pushing it too far. You had a dream. You got you, you got gang fucked. He was what? laughing out loud while You're sleeping. Laughing and then as soon as at he me? shows up, he shows up and she's like, "Oh, I don't know why I was laughing." And she was, she was so terrible. Funny. She was terrible in this. I hated her in this. The performances so in this movie feel oddly cartoonish, don't yeah. you think? And yeah. maybe you get a little bit of that with Full Metal Jacket. Uh, the scene where you have Animal Mother trying to intimidate uh, Private Joker. Matthew mm-hmm. Modine comes to mind where like their delivery is so just flat mm-hmm. and stilted and they're line ready. Yeah. They're trading barbs essentially. Um, by the way, a little bit of trivia cause I've listened to like seven Anthony Michael Hall podcasts for whatever reason. He just decided to promote Halloween kills two months after it came out, uh, by appearing on every podcast I listened to. He said he was originally cast in full metal jacket and that his attorney or his agent or whatever fucking blew it for him. They were they were doing negotiations for nine months and oh, he wound up losing the part because of that. I went to Matthew Modine. <laughs> to Matthew Modine and said, "I think I, I think I remember mentioning that in our uh, thing. Didn't we talk about that? Uh, uh, yeah, Matthew, I think it did come up. Maybe maybe we didn't know Anthony Michael Hall, but yeah, Matthew Modine being a a, a last second hail mary, and uh, oh, we couldn't Better. think of anybody else that would have been in there. Yeah, and seeing that would have been Anthony Michael Hall, sure." Matthew Modine would have been better, but that would have done probably gangbusters for his career. Because what he after a little while he just disappeared until he came back for that like USA show that existed. Fucking what was the that? Dead Zone? Yeah, the Dead Zone. I watched an episode yeah. of that recently because of those podcasts. See, I just got well versed on Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, like I, I gotta get the Anthony Michael Hall fucking community too, right? <laughs> Did he? I, I think, think he made it. That's Chevy Chase you're thinking of. No. He's thinking of dudes. He's trying to name <laughs> That's actually, that's Donald Glover. I think he's. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony Michael Hall pops up in prestige movies in very small parts from time to time. He was in Foxcatcher. He was in Dark right. Knight. Um, a couple of other movies, too. Yes, I remember yeah. him just being in Foxcatcher. Uh, I mean, that's like. Some of it's like a thing, though, right? It's like for you to be like, oh, that's Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> TV shows, isn't that what it's supposed to be? But then now it's just sort of like um, he needs work. Oh, he desperately needs work. So Kevin Smith was saying, and this again, this is Kevin Smith, 2021 sure. Kevin Smith. He was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I I was such a big fan of yours as a kid, and I always thought, like, maybe I could cast you someday. And then Anthony Michael Hall was like, well, I'm still looking for work if you want to put me in something and then it went nowhere. Please. Kevin Smith you, changed the subject. Listen to, are you listening to Smodcats? What's happening? Are you listening I was, to Kevin I was, Smith? <laughs> I was, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I just watched that documentary, Clerk, where they interview a bunch of people from his past, and they all yeah. shit on him. They all say, yeah, I only did this documentary because he had a heart attack a month ago. Yeah, I wouldn't be, be doing this right now unless he almost died. Matt Damon says, yeah, yeah I, I wish people would forget I was in those movies and stop bringing them up to me. <laughs> I've done so much since then. Does he really say that? That's fucking great. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Have you yeah, seen The Last it. Duel, Jerry? No, not yet. Like, so I was saying this the other day that fucking for some reason I haven't been excited for a film in years except for The Last Duel, but I still haven't gone to see it. And I can just watch it at home. I still haven't watched it at home. I'm so busy. It's pretty good. It's not. I I, I have some gripes with it, of course, but I mean, uh, for uh, like a 2021 20, movie or just a movie in general since 2019. I think it's pretty solid. We did a show on that recently, 
And uh, Ben Affleck's amazing in that film, playing Ben Affleck from 1994. Just piece of nice. shit, douchebag Ben Affleck. Fucking women. Blaming his alcoholism on Jennifer Garner, the mother of his children. Saying, yeah. I couldn't take that marriage anymore. Yeah. With, See, with uh, simple Jack hair that they give him in the movie, where it's just like that. that I've seen that. I love, the I love those cuts, yeah. And the little tiny tuft of hair at the bottom. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my thing that I always have, like my rule of thumb with Ridley Scott is pro- probably my favorite director, uh, is that like I'm almost always there for the show and not the script, right? I want to yeah. see what Ridley Scott wants to put on the screen. It can be kind of a shit movie or the writing can have like holes or the actors can kind of suck or whatever. But I'm li- I'm like there for Ridley Scott to be like, yo, what if like uh, there's a sword fight in the mud? And I just film it for like 30 seconds from way out here. I'm like, okay, let's do that. And then you just watch that for 30 seconds. And I'm fucking clapping. That was the one whole shot. And so much stuff happened. Like, I'm just there for it. That was the yeah, best part of this movie. this movie. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah the, the, the final <laughs> yeah. act where the, the duel actually takes place is the best part of the entire movie as far as I'm concerned. Which is like knock 20 on... minutes, right? Well, the I fight? don't know about that. Not that long? 15, 10 minutes maybe? It's about 15, 16 minutes, yeah. It's, it's good. Well, that, I think my review of The King was that I don't like Timothy Chalamet. He's very boring. Robert Pattinson was better in it. But I'll take every one of those fight scenes over any other fight scene I'd seen in the year, right? Well, that same year The King came out, whatever it was, 2018 or whatever. Because uh, let's just film the same way, right? Just wide, wide shots of a field and people fighting in it. I'm with it all the fucking time, dude. I'm with it. It's good to me. Have you gotten to see many films from this year? No, I haven't gone to a movie theater uh, before. You have it. Well, it's a very nice experience. <laughs> Never, <so> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comfy seats. Yeah. I don't Big remember the last time I went to a movie sound. theater. It had to have been like three or four years ago. Yeah, I that, I watched, like this question came up in the last episode and I couldn't think. What was the movie? What, I think that your answer was... <laughs> your God. Uh, I, I think it was... What was it? You Got Mail, 1999. Right. Tom, and yeah. same year as Eyes Wide Shut, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I am right, actually, though. Another Warner Superior Brothers movie, film. Yeah. Tom Hanks yeah, was... could have played Ziegler in this film. What do you think about that? <coughs> no. no, no I, I, your... uh, well, you, you said a movie from like 2017 or 2018, Hans. Yeah, I don't even remember. It's been like so long. Parasite or something? I don't know. Something Asian tinged. I do not remember at all. I don't know about that, but <laughs> but uh... <laughs> let me see. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Did you guys watch? Did you guys watch Spiral? That movie was shit. Which it? Spiral? The uh, Chris. Dude, Martin hold on. Movie? There was Spiral the Ring. There's Spiral with, uh, I think, Adam... Who did Hatchet? Adam Green? Green, yeah. That he directed with the dude who played... Uh, what, was it, what was his name? JP and Grandma's Boy? Yeah. yeah. They, they directed that together? Yeah. No, I mean the, the Chris Rock one. The, what, the one that was supposed to be Saw. Saw. And... No, I didn't see that. That was could... from this year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. That feels like a yes, long time ago. Yes, from the beginning ago. of the... Year. I couldn't make it past. I don't know if he got plastic surgery. I don't know what happened to his face, but he's very pointy. Like, I couldn't get past that. Like, I couldn't focus on anything because his uh, cheekbones were, like, pointing out so much 
that I'm like, this is not the Chris Rock that I know. It looks so. It looks like he got like a face, like a pole or something. You know, very shiny, surgery. very pointy. He's pushing sixty, right? Like, see, the key to looking young when you're an old guy, and I would say he's pretty close to an old guy, is you got to get kind of chubby, and then when you hit around seventy, you got to have like a full, full blown beard to hide the wrinkles. It makes you look. Look at Michael Parks around the. The time of uh, Red State, where he's like 80 years old. He looks about yeah, 50 or 60. Ooh, yeah. Look at that. Look at, look at that, that is? Looks weird. Deep in thought. Just miserable. This is your movie, Chris Rock. He just doesn't look like Chris Rock. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, what the fuck? What did it do to your face? What's wrong with your face? So, yeah, I couldn't focus on it. I never finished it. I heard it wasn't very good anyway, but... Yeah, well, what's the standard like, with a Saw movie, anyway? I'm sure it's the best Saw. No, the first Saw is very good. Oh, yeah, all right, good, fine, yeah. The, fir- the, first the first Saw is good. All right, good. I'll give you that. I like the I like the one with the house, too, the second one. Uh, when they're That's, all caught in the uh, house. And this. The Haunting, you're thinking of, 1999, also. The French director, Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, and the Wilson. second one with the pit full of fucking syringes that the one girl yes. fucking falls into. Seventh yeah, Heaven, no, was it? Wasn't it her? No, the middle daughter. No, it was the girl. Oh, she plays a cop. No, it was the girl that the girl that ends up becoming Saw, the, isn't the it? The pig woman. The pig woman. Yeah. Oh, Shawnee Smith from Smith. Uh, Chuck mm-hmm. Russell's The Blob and from the hit CBS show Becker. That's what she did after that. Is the Saw Jesus. series? Does she what appear in Spiral? Jesus Christ! No, I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't make it that far. But... I figured out the last time I went to the movie theaters. It was in 2019. I went and saw Detective Pikachu. Hmm. Nice. When was that? Was that Christmas time? Detective Pikachu. Let's see. I feel like that's a summer movie, and you saw Joker. Oh, I did see. I did see Joker. That's right. You're right. I did see Joker. Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah. So that came out in May. <laughs> I forgot I saw Joker. Uh, and Joker came out in October. That's right. So yeah, Joker was the last thing I saw in theaters. So 2019, I saw two movies in movie theaters. That's actually pretty wild for me. I quit going to movies at the movie theater, uh, basically after the Dark Knight, when it was like, there were no more movies that were going to come out. I was just like, all right, if that's the end of movies, then, because that's like the last movie, right? That is spiritually. That is probably the last movie. After that, I just I couldn't give a fuck. Hans, did you ever you. did you ever figure out what you what you went to go see at the theater? I'm looking through the list, but everything is from like this or last year. Uh, um, that I then they're all like movies that we did here on this show. Uh, nope, I think I said something last episode, but I fucking you did, remember, of course. Uh, I think it was a real piece of shit movie too. I think it was really yeah. something that nobody should pay for. The last movie I saw was Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. So you just went and saw that, right? I did just go see that a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, movie trailers have really taken a dive. Granted, it was a Resident Evil movie, so the standard for trailers to precede the film was not going to be all that high. Mm-hmm. But my God, every single movie—I tra- mean. Movie trailers have been terrible for a while, but the movies, I mean, movies have also been terrible for a while, too. I don't even really know what I'm griping about here. Everything's just bad. Everything's so, bad. That's why I don't go. Uh, are you guys going to go see Spider-Man? No. <laughs> I can't even ask with a straight face. 
Jesus. Yeah. I haven't even seen the last one. Like, I'm so right. no, uh, out of, like, this whole cape shit that I'm, I just, like, the last superhero movie I saw was the Zack Snyder Justice League, and then after that. Zack Snyder? Even, yeah, even, even, Sex. even, shut up, I have an accent. Yeah, Sex yeah, that's, Snyder. <laughs> that's what, that's what Loris over here calls him. Uh, but, but don't try that, to throw like, me under the bus because you're getting picked that's on. That's what you just said. Like, that's what Lois calls it. No, no, no. You call it that. You just said that. Hawkeye is my favorite comic book character in that series. I have zero interesting. Well, did you see the poster uh, to it? There's a dog with a Christmas hat and a small child. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's your favorite hero. You're not going to watch that? Uh-huh. I also think it's based on the on the most recent comic book run that I didn't read, so I have yeah zero interest in it. Not wow. that anyone gives a fuck, but yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, what, movies are what, over. What superhero movie? Hell yeah! Well, I, like I said, Ray Donovan the movie is coming out around early 2022 to fill the Boston void. So I don't know if there's really a place for Mass State Lottery now. Makes huh. me feel kind of sad and anxious and depressed. Like, what if people go see that instead of Mass State Lottery when it comes you think to the theater? Mass State Lottery is coming out, and so the, our movie is said replaced. Yep, that's how that works. That like, when a big New York movie, film, right? if a Woody Allen movie comes out in May, Safdie Brothers got to wait until probably the next year. Just sit on their thumbs after that. Yep. So that that's the state of things now. I don't know if Mass State Lottery is even going to get released. I might have to reset it for, like, I, I don't know. Where's a good place to set San Francisco. That's going to be the new setting, the Mass State Lottery. We won't film anything else. We'll just ADR the lines. Go back to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that it's classic like- line of yours, Hans? Forget it, Jake. It's San Francisco. That's <laughs> you say at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Look back at the camera. It's San Francisco. Yeah, it's like, why are you so sad? We're in San Francisco. The Golden Gate <laughs> Bridge is actually in the background. We're going to green screen some <laughs> shots. <laughs> yes. More I'm down for this. This needed changes yeah. for the movie to be better, I guess. We have the opening the I, full I, house license for the film. A little <laughs> animated trolley will fill this across the yeah. <laughs> I think the last movie I saw was Joker in the theater. Has it been that fucking long? I don't think so. I think you said something other than Joker. But it's possible. Have you guys anyway. seen a Kubrick film in theaters? No. I saw The no. Shining on a, on a, not when it came out, before you say that. Uh, <laughs> when I was living in Toronto, there was this, this uh, theater that just plays old movies and they they played the shining so i i got to see it in a very shitty well it's not shitty but it's like you know the seats are like wooden and they didn't even have cushion or anything it's just like wooden seats oh no uh, so he felt like i was in like the a school 70s. auditorium just, yeah nice but it wasn't but it was the yeah the early yeah, 2000s i uh in boston at the <clears throat> at the uh i think it's the museum of fine arts they do uh, an annual retro, or they used to anyway. This is maybe six or seven years ago. They would do an annual Kubrick retrospective where throughout the month they would play all of his films in 35 millimeter, or if they had like a 4K restoration, they would do that. Um, <clears throat> and I went to go see A Clockwork Orange there, and that was the first time I was able to sit down and focus on it and be able to pay attention because it was on Netflix at that time, and I tried to watch it so many times, 
and I would just lose focus. I would it would not hold my attention. Mm-hmm. And then uh, getting to watch that on a theater screen at the museum uh, obviously really changed that for me. And uh, that's I think when I dove into all of his other films. I got into like Barry Lyndon and Eyes Wide Shut. Eventually, I, I revisited and um, uh, The Killing, Lolita, Doctor Strangelove, etc. Uh, Your favorite uh, Kubrick movie. Well, before you answer that, let me share something that I just found. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, <that's>, uh, nice. It's <laughs> a cool picture. Damn, you're so cool. Anyway, I'm gonna take that picture. Uh, well, I, I, my theater, the theater near here, this older theater uh, that used to just show older films instead of whatever was out right now. Uh, at one point, did show The Shining, and um, uh, I can't remember something else. Or uh, 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 Amityville Horror showed those two films back to back at uh, their theater, and I went there. I saw Amityville Horror. The Shining was about to start, and their projector broke. So my friends and I just dipped. So I could have seen it in theater, but that was the only place that was ever going to do it where I live, and that was the only time that I had the opportunity. But it actually burned Rip, which has happened two other times at movies. At Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and uh, I can't remember the other film. The that happened film. to me one time, I think, where they fucked up. They didn't even, um, I think they messed up a reel or something. They had to start a movie late. And so it ran over into the next show time. That was Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. I had to go see Johnny English instead. The worst one. Johnny Superior. English. Superior. Superior <laughs> movie. Yeah, with me. Honestly, Sabine. probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with Rowan, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan At- oh, my God, dude. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson's zero, 007. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. What a fucking trade off, dude. <laughs> what the Well, fuck? hey, there's another time, too, where I was a young kid uh, and I was going to go see Scary Movie 2. And I was like nine or ten because this is nineteen ninety nine two thousand, and uh, the the ticket taker goes uh, not the ticket taker the the person at the box office goes are you sure you want to take this kid to go see scary movie two, we do have cats and dogs playing in the other theater right over there at the yeah. same time, and my mom said hmm, you know what this is R rated, uh, all right let's go see cats and dogs I felt so nice. fucking burned nice. by that. But you know what? In retrospect, <laughs> I would have been in the theater seeing, uh, what's his name from Malcolm in the Middle, coming all over young Anna Faris. There's that scene where, <laughs> he, where his dick explodes, yeah. come all over Anna Faris. She's come all over. So yeah, I went, I saw the other way around. I went to Clockstoppers. I bought mm. tickets to Clockstoppers. I met a girl there. Uh, I like, watched, we like met up online, right? And we were like, meet me at the movie theater or whatever. Yeah, 2002. I went to Clockstoppers, which is like, I don't know, like Disney movie or some shit. And across from there was Resident Evil. And I sat in Clockstoppers for like five minutes, hated it. And I was like, well, I just run across the street, uh, across the aisle and watch Res- uh, Resident Evil. She's like, yeah, sure. And we ran across the street and watched the first Resident Evil, the one with uh, Mila Jovovich in it. They all have her. Oh yeah, that's right. They well, do. I mean, yeah, the first but, but the it first... also had a uh, uh, Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez, Rodriguez, right? Right. Yeah. That first one. Look, I hate all those Paul W. S. Anderson Resident Evil movies, but that first one, I rewatched it only uh, a couple of months ago, and it's not bad for a horror movie. Well, she also does that jump kick on the dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So funny. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Uh, that's good if you don't care about the Resident Evil lore at all. I well, that... I'm I'm sorry, Hans. Were you keeping up with your CD collection over there? Did we interrupt you by talking you about Resident Evil? My bad. I thought I, ha- I 
I thought I had Johnny English on DVD. I guess I don't. <laughs> Hold on. Guys, he's got alphabetized his fucking hip hop <laughs> collection right now. <laughs> Do you dispose of your DVD cases and put them in plastic sleeves like it's 1997? Well, I haven't bought a DVD in like 20 years. This is what I did when I was moving out of Canada. I wasn't going to bring my fucking 30, 40 boxes, so I had to put it in that thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes perfect heart. sense to me. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what were we saying? Oh, I yeah. Just the saw, Lord by the way, that's uh, by the way. Don't do that because I just saw a couple of them that are ruined. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this thing on it? And I guess the humidity from here kind of ruined a couple of them. But yeah, yeah don't do the this. Plastic into the disc. Don't do this thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Resident uh, Evil movies are nothing at all like the games. Someone played a clip because I was watching a YouTube video from one of the later ones, and there's literally like f- five or six Mila Joviches fighting some kind of uh, like creature or whatever. I was like, "What? This is Resident Evil? She's in space?" It's <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" Didn't um, they also uh, make like a zombie crows? Well, that's in, in Resident in, Evil uh, the game. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, they do the, dogs, crows. Well, they turn it into a parasite, right? Like the lore in Resident Evil eventually becomes it. It's like a an insane parasite that's turning people into something akin to zombies, right? But not really zombies. Right. So it so could be evils. dogs and animals. Yeah. Yes, it's turning them into Resident Evils. That's the famous scene <laughs> wherever wherever that yeah. that protagonist he looks back at the camera and he goes, "Oh no." It's Resident Evil. <laughs> fucking runs up the fucking like, way. No, that's not what happens, Jerry. It's on the second movie when when uh, they first show up, Nemesis. You know what they're taking mm-hmm. him away at the beginning, and they're like, "Oh no, he's becoming a Resident Evil." <laughs> that's, that's, right. Right. that's right. That's right. That's the scene. That's, I, oh, I remember how excited I was to see Nemesis in it, and then what they did with that character. It's like, oh. I hate that movie so much. I was so excited for the sequel. I rented it, and i that was the first time I was thoroughly appalled by a film and so disappointed by a sequel to a movie. It was on par with like when I wanted to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and then all of a sudden they were like, God, guess yeah. what? We're in ancient Japan for this one. And I was like, what? No. Hell yeah. This Ninja. is boring. Go, it's go. all no. Oh, this is this is fucking dull. I hate this. this it's long. It's just, three hours. It's like Lord of the Rings. Horrible. Is it? Yeah. Really? They bad. wanted to do. They just wanted to do Karate Kid two, but with turtles. Karate Kid two doesn't take place in ancient Japan. It's just in no, Ralph Macchio's dojo. Yeah, it, it, it's really nowhere near as bad as like they go fucking back in time. The guys that used to just run around like what is it, New York or whatever, and, like, beat up a group of people that are kind of just, like, kids that smoke cigarettes at a skate park underground. Instead, it's like, no, now you have to go back and fight, like, ancient Chinese warlords. And don't they fight a terracotta soldier or some shit and ride on a magic Here's what it is. The villain, they go to Japan and they fight a white man who's dressed like John Smith from Pocahontas or the bad guy from Pocahontas. Where he's got a hat and he's got a frilly outfit and he speaks a with an English hat. accent. Hate that fucking yeah, yeah. guy. I was like so. Uh, we had Shredder, I, we had Bebop and Rocksteady, and now it's this guy. I was pissed. I couldn't uh-huh. say. I almost threw the videotape out. Yeah. I love that. I love that Jerry's like, yeah, they make him fucking go back in time. This movie about mutant turtles that are trained by a mutant rat. 
It's completely unbelievable. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> it's because the first two, I guess, they do kind of make them grounded in reality because <laughs> they happen like on the streets. But I don't know. I was a little boy. I didn't mind that. I was like, oh, Japan, that's cool. Hans, I don't remember you, anything about it at all. Do me a favor, real quick. Can you pull up? Remember mm-hmm. the, when the Today Show did the Peanuts characters for? I think it was Thanksgiving. Oh my God! Yes. Can you pull up With, whoever oh. did uh, Carson Daly as uh, as uh, Charlie Brown? Let me just pull up sure. a quick photo of this. Uh, so the Resident Evil series and those Resident Evil movies, and in the original games, you would face what looked like zombies, and they'd be all rotted. Now, in Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, all the zombies look like that. Every th- single zombie looks like. It looked like me in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what Every about single this one, one, though. Oh God! Why, dude? Zep, Why what what a ears? This is not <laughs> Why even the worst. Ears in the back of his head. Oh my God! You don't. Have yeah, I never saw this. this. I just know the images, but. Yeah. What is I, happening there? He looks like his face is melted off with fucking acid. <laughs> I was just going to say, it looks Toxic like when they adventure. post Muslim women who get acid to the face because they reject yeah. it, man. Yeah, and it's like all fucking grafted to your oh, fucking no. shoulder oh, and shit. God. Oh. The, the poor kid from Peanuts was an acid attack victim. Look at fucking... How do you make the so... dog look bad? <laughs> How do you make the dog so look sinister? Bad? Just sinister oh, looking. Oh fuck, dude! <laughs> Holy shit, that's insane. You see you the could, character's hand here too? They couldn't, couldn't even do that properly. Tell, oh, don't show that! Come on, put the fingers inside. Put Wait, is this a man playing inside. Lucy? That's Matt yeah. Lauer, rapist. Why was Matt, Matt Lauer, Lauer playing Lucy? <laughs> they couldn't get any woman. They fucked up this day, dude. None oh, of this looks... <laughs> <laughs> what Why? is that preacher character that has an asshole for the face? Yeah. Uh, that's what that looks what like. What the fuck, dude? I think his name is Asshole Mouth or something like that. Ass Mouth, isn't it? Uh, but, uh, ass I'm, face. Conf- I'm, I'm confused by something. So this is a woman playing a boy and this is a man playing a woman. Why couldn't they just... They like, ran out. They ran out of characters. Yeah, no characters. Is... This is terrifying. I wonder if there's video of it. I, I'm sure I, I, there is. Dude, yeah. Isn't that what it was? It was like live on Good Day or whatever, America Today, the Today Show. That's what's called. Yes. All right, let's see, let's, see the, let's see the video. What did you call it? Good Day? Like, is it an Australian <laughs> talk program? Oi, oi, cunts. Welcome to the Good Day. <laughs> All right, let's, let's see. talk about this. fucking coldies. One of these are YouTube or anything. Oh, well, who cares? It doesn't matter. As long as it's a video you play. There's Matt Lauer again. Can't hear it for some reason. Oh me? shit! Sorry, I forgot to turn this on. Give me one second. Oh, so I was just sharing. Transition. I was sharing Anthony Michael's call image, so I didn't think we needed audio. Here. Turn that down. Even the music they fucked up. Jesus Christ! That's not the song.
People were already laughing. Ah, Beethoven. Well, time to get ready for school. That is not the song! Why is it bothering like me so much? <laughs> <laughs> it was just piano. It wasn't even yeah. a song. <laughs> the wrong notes. What is Ooh. It's like they're playing two songs at once. Wait, is that me? No, that's the real. No, audio. that's, that's the, the show. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they're playing the theme and then a kid's hitting the piano keys at random. So off putting. All right. Okay, hold on. Why did they give Linus cancer? He doesn't look like that. That's not his hair <laughs> in the cartoon. What it's the so fuck? not. Also, why are they all super fat, too? <laughs> like, look at this. Oh, God. Jesus. Look at this shit. God I, damn. I think right. they're trying to do the clothes oversized. The clothes weren't oversized. No. Well, here's the thing. You have to worry about them being fully bodied on screen, which they probably don't usually have to worry about. They're usually sitting at a desk. So you don't want anyone to look unflattering, so they make all the outfits look yeah, oversized. This, this is better, yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely looks better. They're all wearing no, tents. this is not better. <laughs> They're all wearing moo-moos. Uh... <clears throat> okay, hold on. Let's... So this is when the movie came out then. That's why they did this, okay? Right, right. Could they not get the rights to the Peanuts music? It's like they do, That's... but it's like they don't have somebody that can play it. They didn't want to just play the audio. Oh, oh, God. Wow. oh, God. Oh, my fuck, dude. Why is Snoopy morbidly obese? He's so fat. <laughs> He's got like a gut like Randy. A fucking trailer park motherfuckers with guts like that what? is definitely on the cheeseburger. Oh, dog. what is that mouth? What is it? What is the bird's name? It was making like, like, a, like an oral what gesture. Yeah, yeah. It's doing like a, I'm here to suck the dog's Han, Hans, can you back that up real quick to see the head bob? Furries. No, a little earlier than that. A little furries bit more. Furries look better than this. And it's furries. They make it at home. Oh. What look at how, hold on. Look how happy everyone in the audience is. <laughs> there's, there's a poison gas that fucking flows into there at all times, so they're dying. They don't know. Ah, 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 ah. That fucking bird is there to suck dog is- dick, dude. This is our Stanley Kubrick retrospective. Watch these birds <laughs> Oh. No, what the fuck? You can just kick it. It's on a tee. So I guess Lucy Lucy sounds like an old woman from a 50s movie now. I guess. Hey, Charlie Brown! <laughs> Would you like to get some real estate? <laughs> oh. That song is driving me insane. (laughs) (laughs) 
What the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, they're trying to dance like the kids. Oh. Oh no. At least they know that in the Peanuts lore, each individual character has their own dance. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I have nothing bad to say about Peanuts, uh, but this was disgusting. Yeah, this is awful. Not even because Peanuts, just like if you were to just show me the standalone, like it. Like, I, I kind of understand. <laughs> Like when you when you actually watch like the leader of ISIS talking about like why America sucks, he probably gets shit like this. So like it <laughs> makes sense, you know. Oh, oh my god! Oh, my god! Yeah. yeah. No, China, just keep doing whatever you're doing. We pretty much fucked up over here. Don't worry about it. You know, Al Roker Neither. doesn't look that different out of makeup. <laughs> His ears are normal, though. His ears are normal, though. They don't just fucking go straight out. From from the back of his head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that God. even though he's bald, they put him in a bald cap so that they could get the ear makeup to go to his head. It's beautiful. Well, you don't yeah. want to offend him. It's like uh, when, it's some, sometimes they'll do like a bar crawl around here where everybody dresses up as Santa Claus, right? Right. And there was a group of girls out one time, and one of the girls was a little bit hefty. So she didn't dress as Santa in her group, even though everybody else did. She dressed as a reindeer. That's kind of the same thing as putting a ball cap on bald Al Roker. I guess I don't know, so. It's, Just it's more Santa. Diff- it's more difficult for me to believe that a fat reindeer would be able to fly, though. Right. I would more. Le- I would believe more that Santa was kind of fat. Yeah. Because he is kind of fat. She should have just gone with being kind of fat. And just rolled with yeah, it. And been like, I'm Santa. <laughs> One of the pregnant deers going out for drinks. Well, that's just the, the insecurity of women. Which we can bring back to the insecurity of Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut. He's deathly petrified. His woman is going to cuck him. And this yeah. is a movie about cuckolding ultimately. Wouldn't you say, Hans? Yeah, he even cries at the end when he sees that he's been I guess, well, she found the mask. She has no idea what's happening. No, she didn't she find the mask. the mask. They just put it there to intimidate him. Someone oh, they did. Home. Oh, right. that makes sense. Uh, I was like, why is he crying? I didn't get that at all. Do you think they okay. sold their child to those two old men? No. Weren't no. you saying that before we started tonight, though? I didn't even what? know no, until you said it. I, I don't know. I, I, I seem to recall that being a big point for you for this movie. <clears throat> well, the, the uh, Lily Sobieski character, she's supposed to be trafficked, right? Well, there's this whole, again, it comes back to the question of, well, is Ziegler trying to create a blackmail scenario with the, the Hartfords? And mm-hmm. you kind of see a glimpse into where that might be coming from or or the precedent for that when you do see the costume shop owner kind of setting up a blackmail situation using his own daughter with those two Japanese businessmen. And then at the end of the film, obviously, it being worked out. Do you guys think Nick Nightingale is killed? Uh, I forget because obviously it's been a little bit. I think originally I said yes, 
right? Well, he he set the hotel. This is a what's the actor's name? You mentioned a couple of times. Todd Field, and then the yeah. bellboy, the the desk bellboy. clerk is Alan Cumming, who I Cumming, wrote yeah. an email to at age ten, and I said, "You're great as Nightcrawler." A lot of people online are saying you're gay, but I know that's not true. Uh, <laughs> okay. A story that happened. Okay. And, uh, and he's so gay, by the way. He's <laughs> I've never ever seen an interview of him, but he's so gay. Okay, hold on. That's so Hans, funny. Yeah. Let's see his perfume commercial. Perfume is called Coming. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. And he's like, Coming is frisky. Coming is provocative coming that's the the whole gist of the advertisement it's in black and white and he's like being flirtatious with the camera and everything alan coming the coming perfume this, the, one I, the one i found is not in black and white but whatever uh, i'm misremembering that i mean you could turn your screen black and white so i don't look like a fucking idiot you trying to coming is sexy nice <laughs> it's not a gay man my name is this what you saw before you wrote it? <laughs> you saw this and you're like, everyone's calling you gay, but I don't think it's true at all. And then he said, and then he sent Lawrence that uh, that Batman movie and was like, well, check this out. <laughs> That's right. Oh, his ass. Damn, there's a lot of male ass on this show tonight. What the fuck? Is this like a sketch or is this real? This is real. Because at the end of the day, it's your essence that matters. Of your essence that matters. That's not real. It smells it like my cum. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, very interesting. That's a. Uh, I saw like he was in Les Misérables, and I was like, ah, that's why they're calling him gay. Hmm. Yeah. So. That's probably not why they were calling him gay. I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah, you were like, there's no way Nightcrawler prays to God. <laughs> he's uh, He's got a very limited role in this movie, but he's very good. But uh, So Nick Nightingale is escorted out by two beefy men. Big guys, as he puts it. But not guys you would want to mess with. If you know what I'm saying, that's the line I think verbatim. You know, just so you know, he's gay and flirting with Tom Cruise, and he seems very dis. Even though this guy clearly was intimidated out of his hotel room at five in the morning after coming in at four thirty, all he can care about is sucking off Tom Cruise. He's so disappointed. He doesn't give a shit that that dude is probably dead. He's yeah. disappointed that he can't suck off Tom Cruise. Exactly, Hans. Let's pull up the clip real quick. Let's see. I want to see Alan Cumming acting. Because this is, we just spent 25 minutes on the Peanuts Today Show special. Now, that's in spirit of Kubrick in a de- to a degree because they have the Bears in the Shining movie. You could imagine the Snoopy outfit in that hotel. Actually, yeah, you gotta think that Bear in the Shining looks better than uh, G'day did for their fucking <laughs> that their goddamn Peanuts fucking rendition, dude. Bird with a square mouth is wide open. Oh, fit four dicks in so there, fit four bad. fucking cocks. Down that bird's throat. Kill it. Just kill it. Disgusting. Disgusting. Let's see this. Let's see coming. And eyes wide shut. Love all the footstep sounds. Click, click, 
click. Very uh, not natural sounding, I noticed on this go around. Super ADR. Here we go. Christmas time in New York City. Or Foley, excuse me. Did you have to play that twirl? The twirl? Mm, Hi. Immediately, eyeline to cock. Can you please bring Mr. Nightingale's phone? Sup? I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Nightingale has already checked out. He checked out? Yes. But he's playing at that cafe for another two weeks. Hold on, that that man in the trench coat. I think that was one of the pedophile traffickers. Can we just back that up? There he is. That's the guy. He took the children. Yep. I mean, yeah, like, that's one of those, like, it is fun to theorize those things. And like I said, at one point, I probably would have, like, argued some of those to some extent. But it's so hard whenever it's a dude in the background for a split second. I mean, to, like, actually justify the theory. It can be fun, right? And and I don't think there's anything wrong about it. But at some point, you got to be like, well, it's probably it's probably just an extra, right, to, like, kind of make it look real you would think but the people who make those arguments also go oh well they got a studio mandate that they have to include this line of dialogue to signal to the to get children to google this thing and then find out about this and then it comes back to satanic worship also true also always true it's always true i watched norm mcdonald's stand-up special and it was full of satanic messages that's what i learned (laughs) moving the goalposts yeah isn't it funny that uh, you can tell he's British by just looking at his teeth? I mean, they were or he's Scottish. Whatever. So your joke doesn't make sense. UK-ish. UK-ish. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. UK-ish. I was going to let it go. I wasn't going <laughs> to. I didn't even know he was Scottish. Damn. Not very, I guess, I noticed familiar. He with had the thickest sweat. Scottish accent for a gay man in that coming commercial. To be perfectly honest, I also thought he did, actually. If you go to the diner scene... Uh, there's a black dude sitting at the diner. And I was like, that's not an African-American at all. That's clearly a black Englishman. If you want to pull that up. After, that'll be a nice well, how, do you, how did you tell a difference? How can because you tell? there's certain, look, black Englishmen have a tell. different kind of look than that black Americans. Sort of that is sort of true. You are kind of right. Let's uh, pull up this diner scene. Let's see Tom Cruise flirting with all the characters. And is there a compilation of that? Uh, flirting with the waitress? I also know, uh, I didn't catch this on my 35 viewings of this before, but he insinuates that Nick Nightingale has some kind of AIDS or cancer in order to get information. He's a dastardly fellow in this film. Hmm. Anything, Hans? I don't think that's, no. Can't find Pull it. Pull it up, Hans. Come on, Hans. Let me see if you guys see it, because I don't recognize it. All right, let's take a look here. Mysterious cameo. What? Ooh. Hold on, no, let's watch that. That seems uh, much more interesting. Stanley Kubrick's mysterious cameo. I think that was him in the trench coat. 
I've read that both Stanley Kubrick and... Oh, this is Rob Eger, of course. (laughs) Yeah, let's just play a better analysis of Eyes Wide Shut. I haven't been able to find Christian in there. Stanley himself has sat in the background right before Bill sits down. Oh, is that him? That's him. I think this is very important. Looking rather gray there. This is the scene where Bill is told about the party full of stunning, gorgeous women. Bill then goes to that party hoping... All right, let's cut... I don't know if he's going to copyright strike this if if he keeps playing. Uh, Just type in Eyes Wide Shut Diner. And I'm sure there's a photo or something. Diner scene. Yeah, no. You could use that. Go to Images. There's Epstein. I love the people who think that this was a premonition for Epstein. There he is. That guy. I saw him and I was like, yeah, that ain't New York. This is is London. (laughs) This is London. <laughs> Did he actually shoot this in London? Yeah, it's yeah. all shot in London. Hey, there's a oh, better wow. version of the photo right beneath it, I think, under related images. Yeah, they shot it at the same place that they used for uh, Wayne Manor in um, Batman right. Begins. God damn um, it, he's turned. <laughs> he just turned his head. Anyway, uh, also yeah. her accent slips in this scene, and you can definitely tell she's from England. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they would shoot. There's a Warner Brothers uh, studio over in England that has a famous name. It is not coming to mind at the moment, but that's where they recreated Vietnam and they also recreated uh, New York for this movie. And it's very impressive work, even if it clearly does not really look like New York. Right. Um, well, that's, that's kind of the thing. Where I think we've said this in every one in that uh, Stanley Kubrick and the team that he assembles around him, they have a, a masterful eye for for what they're trying to create um, when it comes to like set design, costume design. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's flawless in everything, right? And it, for whatever you might say of Eyes Wide Shut's like, you know, shortcomings here and there, uh, it is usually put on the actors that have those shortcomings. It's almost never the aesthetic. It's almost never the setting, right? It's usually somebody else's something. And you're like, this is like our our complaints are that fucking Nicole Kidman's acting is bad, or that that woman's uh, accent slips, or like that dude in the background is obviously British, rather than like this scene wholly is bad, right? Or like they're the shots aren't composed well because that's just not the case ever. Yeah. Uh. All right. What What is your opinion as far as Eyes Wide Shut goes, Jerry, in terms of where it ranks for your preferred Kubrick films? I feel like. People were very negative on Eyes Wide Shut when it came out back in 1999, and a lot of uh, Kubrick fanatics like to use the excuse, oh, well, he died before it got locked, but he still, like, he did several edits of the film past the work print. It was close to done. So even if uh, maybe it's not exactly one-to-one with maybe what we would have wound up with had he survived to to its release, um, it's still... Most, I would say mainly, it's not like a Zack Snyder's Justice League situation where someone takes over and recobbles it from scratch. Right. Um, my opinion on this, I feel like it, there's a current, uh, we're, we're in a moment where tons of people are taking direct inspiration from Eyes Wide Shut. I'll cite myself in, in that category as far as Mass State Lottery. There's definitely things that I've uh, borrowed from this movie. But if you take a look at the scariest 61st or the beta test, it seems like people are trying to tap into whatever was unfolded back in 1999 and it's taken Mm -hmm. a a long time to um, uh, uh, create an an appreciation for it. Wait, so the orgy scene in Mass State Lottery was inspired by Ice Wood Shut? Right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Well, that's just that's on my cool. hard drive, Hans. That's not. Gonna I be just got movie. that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so here, here's the thing: is that eyes went shut while good. Um, it has this thing where it's like you have so many high expectations from a Kubrick film, right? So when, you, when it goes mm. when it goes to something like Barry Lyndon, just like stunning cinematography, artfully crafted dialogue, right? Uh, full Metal Jacket, um, subtext, symbolism, right? The execution of um, the violent like aspect of cinematography, right? Having explosions and all that shit. Right. Um, and like the dread and fire and all that. Uh, even fucking um, fuck, I'm having a brain fart. Even like, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey or Clockwork Orange, there's all these uh, big shots and bigger moments that you could like point to and be like, that's an iconic film moment, right? Uh, just a little bit of the ultraviolet zooming in while they're sitting there having milk or whatever. Like all those parts make up the, the Kubrick masterpiece that is his career and it's almost always that Eyes Wide Shut has like no single thing to insert in there. If you were mm. to take it out, you wouldn't be missing anything from the Kubrick fucking uh, like catalog, right? You could get basically the full range of emotions that he's trying to do in film. You could see all of his best shots. You could hear all of the best dialogue and see all the best scenes without ever watching Eyes Wide Shut. Now it is good and it's better than a lot of other things that came out around the time and a lot of shit that comes out now. But I, I, I don't know if I said this before, but I felt more now that it's one of his weaker weaker films in comparison. It's it's not that it's forgettable, but if you've never seen it, you're you're not missing out, right? I would tell you, dude, you gotta see Barry Lyndon once. Like you gotta just watch that shit one time. I don't think I would say that about Eyes Wide Shut. Now, if you have never seen a, a Kubrick movie and you saw Eyes Wide Shut as like your first one, do you think you would have been interested in watching the rest of his movies if that was like your entry? I don't know if that's a bad entry point because it's less intimidating than signing up for something like 2001 A Space Odyssey, which has a whole lot of acclaim for it. And, you know, oh, you don't understand that's a masterpiece, even though... Um, you know, it can be a very inaccessible film if you're trying to watch it on a first go. <clears throat> or something like Barry Lyndon, which can be very dry at points, um, even if it is a total classic. I think that's probably his best film, personally. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's definitely up there. It's top three. Paths of Glory is probably my fa- my, fa- my personal favorite of his. But I think Barry Lyndon's the uh, best executed, for certain. Mm-hmm. Eyes Wide Shut, um, it is definitely a subdued note for Kubrick to end on. And I agree, you don't have those uh, big moments of iconography that have like a, a sticking power to them or, or like, a, you know, just lasting visuals uh, to, to elevate the film into something uh, more like a pop culture piece. But I kind of like that about this. It, 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 it's uh, Kubrick ending his career not dissimilar to how he started it once he broke into Hollywood, which is like a pretty... A reasonably tight film. It was about two hours and change, right? Um, mm-hmm. Doing a more personal piece, although they're all pretty personal, I'd say. Uh, but the the stakes of it don't seem all that high, maybe by comparison to something like Full Metal Jacket or um, or Two Thousand One or, or Clockwork Orange, Shining. So, hmm. Uh, personally, I'd, I'd say probably uh, it's it's one of my top three favorites of his, but. 
I would probably agree with you that I don't think it's his best or, or even uh, A-tier in terms of uh, just the caliber of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. What about you, Hans? What's your favorite? Uh, probably The Shining. Of course The Shining. Well, you the got most. a Shining either graphic shi- tee. Why didn't you wear the Shining graphic tee? I don't, I don't have one. Uh, either The Shining or uh, Dr. Strangelove. Uh, either of those two are the ones that I've seen the most time. So I guess they're my two favorites. Uh, what do you guys think the Stanley Kubrick's AI would have been like? I think we did an episode on this, and I think we might have talked about that. Completely forgot already yeah. if we talked about that or not. But what do you guys think that movie would have been like? It's, it's a very Spielberg-y movie, right? Uh, but if it was him making it, because uh, he wrote it, right? Well, here's what he would do. He would not he would he would do uh, touch-ups after the fact, but he would hire someone to write a script for him or a short story. So the blueprint is right there. That's the basis. One, two, three, four. That's the spine of it. Now I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it in the script. So he hired a writer, not dissimilar to what he did with 2001, where he uh, commissioned Arthur C. Clarke to do the novelization of of that, or, or come up with help him come up with the idea and then write a, a novel of it. Um, so that he could actually, I think that came after the script, but anyway, same story. Um, I think the short story is called summer toys last all season long. I might have that wrong. You you might want to look that up Hans. And he hired someone to write a short story and, uh, they took that and they adapted it to a script, but I'm fairly certain that, um, he decided before he died that he didn't want to direct that, that he wanted uh, Spielberg to do it. So it wound up being uh, exactly what he would have strived for, I guess, with him serving as producer. And I think he is still credited as producer on it and uh, Spielberg helming it. But if he had if he had done it, I think it would probably have been um, better. But uh, I don't think that's a bad movie at all. I think it's actually pretty underrated. Mm-hmm. I just like uh, I would like to know, I guess, what he would or how he would handle something more modern like that than what you usually get from him that it's it's mostly like of the time like of the 80s or the 70s or before with like the uh passive Glo- no passive glory is that the, the one or does the strange love you know those movies that happened before there's nothing or at least that i can think of right now that is like modern or mm-hmm. technology i guess so that would be really interesting to see how he would have handled that but i guess it makes sense that for a blockbuster like that, he would prefer to hand it to his body that's specialized in blockbusters, I guess. So I, I guess, just if we're just saying, like, um, if he were to see that he, you know, uh, just had the 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 quality of the work of work that Steven Spielberg put out with with what we credit to Spielberg as like his idea, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, he probably would have been satisfied because he already liked Steven Spielberg. He trusted him with the thing. Uh, and it would have gone through, sure. But had he made it himself, um, I feel like it's, I feel like a thing that we can say is that there's a distinct difference in the sound design choices that Stanley Kubrick makes versus Steven Spielberg. Um, where no matter what else like is different about them, there's such a distinct difference in how, there's so much sound in Stanley Spielberg movies. There's so, so much sound, right? Whether it be uh, ambient effect, music running in the background, um, uh, uh, like uh, restaurant sound, office sound, whatever it is. 
And AI is an extremely loud film. Like the whole fucking thing is like loud as shit. And there's a whole bunch of scenes that get way louder than the rest of the film. Like whenever they're chasing all the fucking robots in the field or whatever it is. Uh, like all those scenes are loud as fuck. And I don't think Kubrick is the say is the guy that would uh, just you he uses sound more sparingly, right? He he, he doesn't want uh, moments that are like inundating in sound that last for a long period of time. He wants you to have. A moment where you're listening to dialogue, and then the sound comes, and the sound is purposeful. It's not just to fill out the air, right? It's not just so that it sounds like there's people chatting. It's usually purposeful uh, or like a pragmatic use of it. So I think that would have been like the biggest difference is how the 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 film itself is mixed overall. I think it would have had a distinct different sound from from score to even just like the nat sound going with it. I think. Or whatever else would have been different about it if Kubrick had made it himself. I think that would have been one of the biggest things that would have been different between the two. Yeah, and he does get hung up more on uh, you know orchestra and using pop music in films uh, more than Steven Spielberg. You're, I mean, it, what, it, what you were saying is absolutely correct. If you watch any Spielberg film, the sound design is almost always going to be bombastic, even if it doesn't call for it. Like War of the Worlds has plenty of somber moments to it, but it still gets kicked up because of that exact reason. Like them just hiding out. Byron? Tim Robbins losing his shit is, is for some reason, like this big, uh, you know, operatic moment just because yeah. he doesn't know how to be more subdued or be subtle with the, the sound design. Yeah. I, I think Both that's... Both toys last all summer long, though. I don't know if that's what you said. Yeah, no, it wasn't what I said. Okay, let's go. Yeah. And and the other thing might have been, not that AI goes too heavy on CG, because it actually doesn't, but I feel like there would have been maybe less reliance on um, creating certain CG characters. I, I mean, it's really the cityscapes that I think get swept up in that most. But I know that he was looking to dive into that technology more. So I don't know. Maybe he would have just completely destroyed his reputation by making these these big, like, Alex Co- late Alex Cox-style green screen vehicles. Who knows? I mean, look, James Cameron, right? You can look at fucking Terminator 2 and be like, man, I cannot wait for what's coming out of this. Like, this fucking guy is going to make some great shit. It eventually ends up to, like, James Cameron, right? So, yeah, I, I've said this before. Uh, I think a number of times that it, it, it is a good thing Stanley Kubrick died because he doesn't have the opportunity to tarnish his legacy with 30 films and he doesn't get to get into 2001, the year 2001 CGI, right? Where how bad it was at that point. Kubrick doesn't have a moment of like spawn level terrible cgi right and it's mostly because motherfucker got to die before we got to that being hey roger Ebert said that was the special effects event of the year i'll have you know i knew there was going to be a defense for this as if i was saying anything bad about the film it's a great (laughs) film but we can all agree it's it's really not not. (laughs) what do you mean spawn is good as fuck spawn is good as fuck this is such a misdirected uh defense of spawn now i love spawn i didn't realize you guys are gonna come back bad at spawn. I love spawn. <laughs> yeah, I um, love that hell scene that looks like a fucking PlayStation no, no, one. <laughs> I'm not defending how awesome. bad it looks because it all obviously looks bad. I even said it. I just mean like I like the movie. Right. 
It's, are you excited it's, about the, it's are you excited about the new one? It's not I don't want to talk it's about never happening happening. I don't that, want to talk about that. That Spawn sequel is never going to happen. <laughs> Todd McFarlane has been like, it's happening this year. He's been saying that since 1998. Nothing's happened. They said, oh, we got Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner. No. Jamie Foxx is doing another Spider-Man. Jeremy yeah, Renner's got Hawkeye. It's over. He must have like a... It's... Go ahead. No, I guess it's better than that he died before we saw fucking Stanley Kubrick's shows on Tubi or some shit, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before he did an Apple TV fucking uh, five-episode run of something with Brian Cranston in it that none of us saw. It's just, like, boring and, and shit. No, absolutely. But I, I wonder I wonder if the Spawn thing is, like, homie's got uh, some, some video or some content that he needs the... SEO bumped on it every once in a while. So he'll be like, look, I think we're getting fucking I think we're getting Ethan Hawke and and Tom Hanks. Tom <laughs> Hanks is going to be the next spawn and we're going to put him in blackface, guys. It's coming out this year. And then people go and they go like, spawn movie? And then he gets a couple of dollars. He's like, thank you for Googling my movie. Fuck. I've well, been that, eating that Google AdSense for months. The, the last uh, there was any update, I think Blumhouse was working with him to do like a reboot. They were going to do a Sam and Twitch movie and then a TV show for a while too. It's such a wasted property, but it also is very fitting that it's confined to the nineties. I think. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what they could really do. It's going to be too interesting with, with the spawn property now, but what, what were you Googling? How's I could hear you typing away. Uh, Sam and Twitch. And then I, I Googled, uh, the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the max. Yeah. Guys, yeah. The max. It? Yeah. Because the, the MTV animation was out around the same time as the Spawn animation was. So I was wondering if it was the same, if it was also Todd McFarlane, but no, it wasn't. That's what I think it's the same company, though, isn't it? It was uh, all Image uh, Comics? Yes, maybe. I don't know. Let's see. I know they did a Spawn Savage Dragon crossover one time, and I think mm-hmm. the Max existed in the same universe as Spawn, even though they had obviously was... very different art styles. It was Image Comics, yeah. Uh, okay. Image Comics was the shit back in the day. Their Ninja Turtles run was fucking sick, dude. Very it, violent. Yeah, Donatello him. gets like fucking blown up. He gets turned into a disgusting cyborg who just wants to kill the other Ninja Turtles, but is also like in pain at the same time. And they all have a fucking super fight in this fucking sewer, and they're like, we gotta kill Donatello, and that's sad. It's very dark and fucked. Yeah, they have to go back to Japan to get him back. <laughs> to suck yeah. off a ninja <laughs> and get get a, a new Donatello from Japan. You have to, you have to watch the turtles fuck in Ninja Turtles Four. <laughs> you get Donatello. That's the one from Japan. No, 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 no. That not that joke. No. God damn it. Not a whole show, dude. Not even a whole show. We're ending in minutes and he has to get rid of it. Son of a bitch. Uh did you guys even see the fourth TMNT movie that Warner Brothers did? It was just an animated film. They didn't even want to do the costumes or any CG. It was all CG actually. Uh uh-uh, uh, I never no. did. Yeah, that's a, good, right? That's what people said anyway. Yeah, and uh, they rebooted it with Michael Bay as producer. With the scary ones? With the ones that had noses? The ones that look like real turtles? Like right, real yeah. turtles and humans fused with together gigantic. sex? And they were all yeah, trying like to fuck Megan Fox. Tall. 
terrible, right. terrible yeah. idea. Disgusting. Even my children that are children are like, ugh. What the fuck? It's very similar to the peanuts. You don't want to see the peanuts brought to life in that way. No, not one bit. Fuck that. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on 2010? The sequel to... Oh, my God. That's cute. Human teeth. Hans just pulled up the Ninja Turtles of the the rebooted series. Um, Disgusting. Yeah, not charming at all. I thought they actually looked worse than this. I thought their heads were a little more like Goombas from the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's the bodies that are really the problem. The mouths and the bodies. Their nose. Look at those fucking noses. That's so weird. They they have round, big noses in the cartoon. And here they, they gave them, like, sunken human faces and, I guess, real turtle noses, but they don't work on a human face. Hans, <laughs> could, you, could you just Google Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, deviant art? Oh, uh, don't do that. Don't oh, do that. Because no. you know what it's going to be. Hold on. I'll do it off screen. Just <laughs> For you to privately enjoy. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, it's pretty peachy. Well, that's because right, you got Safe bad. Search on, probably. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to Ninja Turtles Deviant Art, yes, <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, what okay, I what I asked before was, uh, do you guys have any opinion on 2010? One of the rare, I mean, not not as rare these days, but one of the rare sequels to one of Kubrick's films. We do have Doctor Sleep on that list right. as well. Uh, I mean, that's a film that does suffer from a lot of the hey, we have this technology that we're going to use, even though it kind of looks like shit. So there's a bunch of CG fucking spaceship and shit moment in there that look like No, what? No, I think you're misremembering, Jerry. This is from 1980. Yeah, 1984. I don't know what. It's animated, maybe, or a toy, but it looks like straight-up ass. Oh, definitely. Is that John Lithgow in it? Yeah, Yeah, John Lithgow, Helen Mirren. Roy Scheider is in it? Wow, I didn't even know this existed looks not good it's not uh, bad if i remember there's some weird creepy moments in it um and, and, and i don't know it's just a very peculiar premise like uh, i think they explained that the purpose of the the uh, monolith was to build a new moon nice something like that and there's a second moon that comes up at the end and uh the world is somehow better from it i remember helen Mirren is hot in it and as I'm looking now, yeah, she's hot. She's not bad in The Long Good Friday. That's another she's, good movie. She's hot. Young young <laughs> Helen Mirren is hot. Dude. You know what this looks like? Um, um, John Carpenter's first huge movie. Huge tits. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, what is that called? Uh, Space can we just Google boy? Helen Mirren tits? Yeah, put in. Just, just, put, just Google young Helen Mirren. She's got some fucking booba, dude. Don't, but don't right. look up the movie Age of Consent, the movie that she did. The Savage Messiah, is that another one we shows? There you go. Let's go. Look at that, that one right above. Look at her tits in that one, dude. Nice, just provocative enough. Hell yeah. What's up, Helen Mirren? Oh, hold on. Hey, no, there's an old picture. She's old. Here, hold on, right there. Disgusting. Still got it. Nah, fuck that. That's still that's got gross. it, dude. Still I'd rather fuck it. one of those Ninja Turtles. She's disgusting. No, still got it. Helen Mirren, call yeah. me. 
What is Call this from? Me. Date movie? I'll plug oh. you. Calendar Girls is a movie about old ladies that get together to make a calendar of themselves. These four right. sexy girls. Hans, Hans <laughs> favorite, Hans favorite film from 2003. He knew so much about it. He knew the whole log line. Hold on. What's that one with her with the chair in front of her? Yeah. The same movie, maybe? Uh, Damn, maybe, look. Yeah. You can see the saggage at the top of the tit. Yeah. Well, you can see how low that is from where her chest is. Well, how old was she? She was in like her 70s, I think, when this came out. Or 60s. Hans is just like, don't ever talk about Helen Mirren's don't saggy talk 70s. Shit. Look, talk I shit about the calendar girls. How dare you? I would there still tit fuck them, but I could do them while I was standing because they hang so fucking low. Wait, I didn't even know they released an actual calendar. Let me go on eBay. Let's it's go buy the calendars <laughs> near a calendar. It's like the full Monty, but with women. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's just older. Yeah. And gross. Hans, you love the full Monty, right? Hans, can we just Google the full Monty real quick? (laughs) Uh, No, the real version isn't as fun. All right, here we go. Full Monty. This one, the British. Robert Carlyle, the guy from Still Standing. Hey, there's a British black guy right there. You were right. They they do look different. They do look different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's a good one. Oh, that's a stage musical. Well, this one's is even that? better. Oh, it's a Latin American one. <laughs> this guy looks like um... this guy's. Oh, it's the Latin American one. <laughs> no, it's just a Spanish website, dude. <laughs> you fucking no. Uh, what's his name from uh, from Lethal Weapon? Uh, that's Mike Tyson. Danny man. Glover. Danny are, you Glover. Trying to say, are you trying to say Danny Glover? <laughs> the full Monty, yeah. Yeah, how many versions of this fucking thing are they? Jesus, it's the very What's the popular story? movie in play. Some average guys what? are trying to impress their women, so they now, do it by putting on a strip tease for them. Now, just to steal Hans's question, what do you guys think it would be like if Stanley Kubrick did the full Monty? <laughs> 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 what, what would be the subtext there? They just want to get naked with each other, uh, away from their wives. They're all gay. <laughs> yep, that's it. Well, we're coming in close to two hours now. I think that's uh, that's about time to close out the show. It's Christmas Eve. Santa Claus is going to be coming down the chimney any second, unless you know someone's got Satan in their household, as Hans illustrated earlier this evening. That's Hell pretty yeah. terrifying shit. That was a fucking horrifying case, movie. He'll just use the front door and be fine. You never want Satan dancing around your living room, prancing yeah. around like a ballerina. That's when you know Christmas is. is yeah, uh, why is Dutch. Satan classically trained in Russian dance? That doesn't make sense to me. It's very theatrical. Well, very, you know, flamboyant. If you, if you follow the Bible, you know, it's <laughs> going to hell. It kind of, I don't know. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The prettiest angel. About. He had to learn how to dance, you know. It's very dainty on his feet. Yes, well, he fell from heaven. He was actually just performing for the other angels. (laughs) He fell off the the cloud. It was very tragic. All right, that's been movies for this week. Everybody check out uh, Jerry's streams on Twitch. I'm Bloom Online. And Hans is Hansikin Dose on Instagram. 
do you care about Twitter? You, 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 it took you about a week before you started making nasty tweets again. You seemed like what you were being nice, tweet? right? Right after filming ended, what? you kind of had an air about you where you're nice Han still. And then I'm the still... week ends, and then it's back to attacking people on Twitter. That's what I yeah. noticed. Yeah, Hans, Hans is just like, I found a video. This American dads hate children, and Americans are so dumb. I wouldn't fuck Nancy Pelosi or Nancy Reagan. I, w- I would you? <laughs> I, think it, I think it's just. I think it's just that most people know that I'm not gonna fuck Nancy Pelosi or Nancy Reagan. Hans is the guy that's got. He's gotta tell you. Yeah, I don't know. He tells man. it like I it is. Know. He that, says what you're thinking. He says what you yeah, think. that's right. That's why I'm so hated. No, I don't know. <laughs> if if I was uh, able to eat from her ice cream rich then maybe you know is this a euphemism but, for a pussy are you calling it pussy <laughs> or ice cream fridge so like yeast infections dairy dry I could uh, the milk from her teeth cereal out of that woman's vagina oh I would what cereal would you most want to eat out of Nancy Pelosi's pussy Reese's Puffs because the cereal that I at least like Hans <laughs> <laughs> Just absorbs her juices and you guys like giant reasons. <laughs> uh, well, the moisture, like, there's any moisture left there. Oh, anyway, we're, oh. I think we're I think we're getting into uh, uh, dodging the question. Uh, Typical Hans. That's all right. Out of her pussy, you just don't want to say what. Yeah, Captain Crunch, so that she bleeds like. (laughs) (laughs) Why did we let him do it? We should have. I told you. God damn it! Damn. Well, some libtards just got on tonight. That's how we're ending Christmas Eve. All right, that that's been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.